0: It's the More Sports Now podcast. We cover both sides, the Hudson and beyond. I'm Steve Titchener in our studio. And I'm joined by one of the crew today, veteran sportscaster and voice of the New Jersey Devils, Matt Lachlan. And today is league status day, Matt. And we'll start with the PGA who are playing right now, playing down in uh, Fort Worth, Texas, the uh, Charles Schwab uh, Challenge. And the key here is that all 148 players and their caddies tested negative, uh, which is important because can, can you imagine if, you know, two or three players or a caddy here or whatever had tested positive, then you've, then, you know, that anxiety comes back up. I think it's really good, Matt, that they've all, you know, tested negative and they're out on the course playing.
1: I agree. Um, and obviously if somebody tested positive, they would be, uh, excused from the tournament in whatever role they're playing. So, Let's move forward, see what it looks like, see how it plays out. I'm sure it will get a fairly robust viewing audience because people do want to see some live sporting events. Uh, I'm curious to how it will sound and look. I know we've had some exhibition matches that have been played that gave us an indication of what it would look and sound like. But now a real tournament with a full field, four days of action. I'm curious to see what it will sound like, what it will look at look like, whether it will be interesting or not without the things that we're used to. And and that would, of course, be a crowd for the most part mm-hmm. uh, and the normal sights and sounds. So, yeah, we, we inch our way closer to a return to uh, an open society. We're still a ways away from that. But each week we take another step forward, as we have here in New Jersey and as they are in New York. And so, you know, welcome back, PGA.
0: Yeah, and apparently there's going to be some additional bells and whistles. Uh, Ricky Fowler will be wired up for, I don't know, a round or two. I read that uh, this morning. So I guess they're trying to add a little something to the broadcast. And I think it'll be interesting to see. I think from all the sports, Matt, this would be the least affected by the lack of a crowd. You know, because, listen, when you're watching, I mean, it's pretty much on the green and, you know, and you you don't really see you don't really see the, the gallery that much. You do here and there. You do get the reaction from the fans. You do get a lot of clapping and such. So that's where it's it'll be strange, but I think it'll be the least affected. So I think you know, and maybe major league baseball. I don't know. It's going to be strange all around to see these games without a crowd. But with golf, you just don't. You don't in the broadcast. You don't see it. The crowd is. You see the gallery when they're on the tee box, sure. And then there's some shots here and there of the crowd, certainly. But it's not as important. Like for example, if um, if there's a particular PGA event where there's not a lot of the fans there, you don't really pick that up in the broadcast. Whereas, you know, a lot of times they hide it pretty well in, in arenas and stadiums and such, but sometimes you do pick that up, especially like on bowl games and stuff when nobody's there. And that's an interesting comparison, too. There's a lot of bowl games where there's just no fans there and they just take isolated shots here and there, college bowl games, that is, uh, of the of the crowd. But um, I think that that, again, with golf, I think it'll be less effective. Do you agree?
1: I think for the most part, you're right. I, I still like to hear the roar when somebody makes an unbelievable oh, sure. shot. Um, and that's part of the viewing experience. It's part of the attending experience, but no, it's, it's not the same as a baseball game or a basketball game where there are so many more opportunities to cheer. And in fact, it's encouraged to be loud and, and into it. So I, I don't think it will have as much of an impact in golf. I'm just again. Very interested to see how it all plays out and whether or not it affects you know my enjoyment of it. Uh, but it's good to have it back, and certainly, you know, I think everyone is looking at it to see how things will proceed. Um, I know with all the other sports still not quite back there, uh, but announcing plans to get closer to a return, I think we're all kind of holding our breath. I think society's holding its breath to a degree. Like, sure. how is this going to work? Like, I'm curious. You know, we read reports of spikes in uh, the coronavirus in some states that have opened up and, you know, what does that mean moving forward? Uh, It's a very, you know, again, it's a curious time. We're kind of learning on the fly. But I think most sports are saying, okay, let's see how European soccer is done without a crowd. Let's see what we can learn from that. Let's see what's happening with the PGA Tour. Let's see what we can learn from that. And then just combine best practices to the
0: degree that you can and hope it works out. Yeah, which is why I thought it was important that um, everyone test it negative. You know, you're talking about some 300 um, uh, participants there, including the caddies there all. So that's a, it's a po- I think that's a positive thing. Um, whereas if a bunch did test positive, of course, the, the anxiety and the concern... Um, creeps back in. I will tell you where I think that the uh gal- missing in the galleries will be a big deal and that's two events the masters because you know like the crowd is a very much a big part of that. Uh, even you know when you know with an approach shot and it's rolling towards the uh hole and you hear the gallery just going crazy. Um also think about it the Ryder Cup. <laughs> Ryder Cup. I mean the crowd is huge for the Ryder Cup. So and that is uh supposed to take place uh this fall. Uh, The plan is it's still on. So those are two big events, Matt, that I think really, really feed off a gallery.
1: I think most people agree with you. Um, Certainly the Ryder Cup, right, where that kind of cheering has been encouraged. I mean, I think the Masters, the U.S. Open, any of the majors certainly have big crowds that are interested in the performances. And if there's a great shot, there's a great shot. Um, I don't know that the tradition of the Masters makes the crowd more engaged than, say, it would be at Winged Foot for the U.S. Open or, uh, you know, overseas for the Open. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not 100% on board with that, but I do think that the, the Ryder Cup, absolutely, it's a major part of the scene.
0: Yeah, well, ho- uh, hockey. Uh, well, golf is back, and uh, definitely going to uh, check in uh, this weekend. And yeah, you have some golfers who field.
1: aren't participating, right? They don't want to come to the state yet. They don't want to deal with the quarantine yeah. process. Um, you know, many of the stars do spend, you know, essentially the entire year in the U.S. Mm-hmm. You know, like a Rory McIlroy. Uh, you know, he he lives in Florida, and so he will be participating, but some of the international stars will not. know that'll have some sort of an impact, but I don't think a tremendous amount.
0: Yeah, it's the guys that don't necessarily have to have to play. You know, they're they've they've done well, and and uh, you know the Adam Scotts of the world and such. Are these these are guys that uh, don't necessarily have to come come to the states and, and and risk anything if there's a perceived risk of some sort. So um, so we'll uh, we'll see how that develops. Oh, a little uh, tech problems there. We got. Uh, I think there's some thunderstorms in the area, Matt. all of a sudden things got wacky for a second there, but uh,
1: yeah, uh, we're... dark clouds yes. uh, nearby. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so,
0: but we're back on. Let's uh, let's switch to hockey. Uh, I don't think much is going on, but I mean, are the Devils skating or the Rangers skating or is practice started?
1: Well, two different things are, are going on here. So, the league, uh, as long as local authorities have allowed it, and, and most have, are. Encouraging small group return to practice. It's not with a head coach in the building. The groups are limited to six. It has to be the same six skating together all the time. Uh, they will have available to them, of course, training staff, strength and conditioning coaches, etc. Uh, and so that has begun to happen. Uh, the Rangers have have started to skate. Uh, the Islanders are have started or will start uh, very shortly. And so teams are slowly coming back in those small group settings. Players are not forced to come back to their home city. So European players, if they're in Sweden or Finland or wherever, they do not have to come back. In fact, if you're living in Florida uh, and you play for the Rangers, you do not have to come back to New York to skate with them. Mm -hmm. You could skate in some other area with Mm -hmm. the Florida Panthers, say, and go that, that route. So That is starting to happen, but not every player on every team is skating. And those teams I'm talking about are the ones who will resume play, assuming there are no setbacks when the league gets back to action. So the plan now is for those teams, uh, 24 in all, to begin these small group practices. And then the league is estimating sometime in the middle of July, not before July 10th, if everything goes well and the testing proves out that they're able to keep players healthy and isolated if need be, if somebody crops up mm-hmm. and it looks like they've got the disease, you know, you've got, you have yeah. to move to a quarantine and you can't be part of the group. So they're doing a lot of testing and those 24 teams, they hope to have back out on the ice no earlier than July 10th. And that's a bit of a moving target, but that's what they hope. Mm-hmm. And then those teams will return to full practices at that point and will begin the process of getting back to playing games, uh, which would be some three weeks later.
0: And I'd imagine they'd be quite rusty, obviously, with all that layoff.
1: And that's the I, whole idea. Yeah. Like, let's get them back slowly skating. And then, yeah. you know, once I, these guys have been staying in shape to the degree that they can, like under a normal season, when the year's over, and your team's either eliminated in the playoffs or, or you don't make the postseason, you know, players will take about a month or so where they just... They cut Mm -hmm. out everything. They don't work out. They don't skate. They don't do anything. Let their body heal a little bit. And then they begin the process of slowly getting back into the gym and staying in shape with lifting and stretching, et cetera. Very little skating is done. It's just as they get a little bit closer to the start of camp. That's when they'll ramp it up. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of how the process goes. So they've been working out, uh, you know, albeit – not in the normal fashion. And so now they'll skate a little bit mm-hmm. and then they'll get into practice for three weeks, which is about the normal length of right. a NHL camp. And then the games will begin. For the seven teams that are not going to play, and that includes the Devils, mm-hmm. they are allowed to begin these small group practices as well. The Devils right. have not started that yet. Mm-hmm. But I don't think there are a lot of players in the area, in the metropolitan area. For the most part, the devil's players have gone to back to their hometowns. Um, So there are only a handful of guys who are still in the New Jersey area, but their facility will be open to them uh, Mm -hmm. once they kind of figure it all out. There's not as much as a rush to get that done, right? because the devils aren't going to play until the next season starts. So it would be more just, Hey, good to see you. Get back to a routine, skate Mm -hmm. a little bit, at least have something other than working out in your basement.
0: So the Devils, you know, they're not obviously not um, uh, returning, but they lose a month of the season, essentially. Was it about a month that was lost? Maybe a little yeah, less than yeah. a month? Just a little less, Yeah. Yeah. Does that, how much effect does that have on them? And, and how many guys like hang around year round and, and, and practice at the rock uh, is, is there a number of players that stay around and, and do year round conditioning and, and will there be an effect uh, of losing that month or will it really not be negligible?
1: I think it'll be negligible. Losing the month is not the problem. It's losing that month added to the late start, mm-hmm. whenever that is yeah. for the next season. So there are some concerns among those seven teams. What is the league going to do to prevent us from being at a competitive disadvantage? So if the Devils are not allowed to get together to practice, say, until let's just pick November 15th as the date and the league is planning to open up in early December and I'm just making these dates up. Well, these teams have got any small practices together, small group workouts, then they will have practiced. Then they will have played. Now some will be eliminated in the first round, so to speak. Uh, They're not quite calling the first return to play a playoff, but I will. Mm -hmm. So they'll get eliminated. So, you know, they'll be done early and they won't necessarily have a lot more time under their belts than the devils. And they will have to wait until that November practice again, before they, they get into team activities. So, there'll be other teams that will be affected, but the seven teams that don't play at all will be affected the most. And so there's some talk about how, how the league will try to make it fairer by setting up some system by whereby, whereby they can practice. Mm -hmm. uh, But it's subject to CBA and all that sort of stuff. So Mm -hmm. it's a little bit of a a, a gray area. Mm -hmm. The the, area, the area for me that, is long-term, but can have the most impact is, so these clubs, once they get back to 24 who are playing, once they get back, there'll be expanded rosters of some note. I'm, I'm not saying they'll double them. It won't be that, but they'll be able to have some extra players. And that will include their prospects, not necessarily guys who are going to play once we resume, but guys who will be there to help out in practice. If you want to give somebody a day off, et cetera. And so the pros- prospects get a chance to be involved in a professional level or NHL-level practice. Mm-hmm. You get to learn your teammates. You get mm-hmm. to learn what the coach wants to do, how he wants to play. All those things are step forward. Now, I don't want to make too big of a deal of it because you can argue, well, it's only three weeks or five weeks. Or is it that much of an advantage? But the Devils won't have the chance to have their prospects, at least some of them, whoever they would deem uh, – desirable to call up, they won't have a chance to indoctrinate them into the NHL way. And, you know, I, I think that is a little bit of an advantage. I think the skating part, that all works itself out. But uh, yeah. I, I think part of the process of getting your, your prospects involved will be missing. And I think that's a good yeah.
0: Well, the teams are just going to have to adjust. That's what's going to happen in the, in the fall for sure uh, in, in terms of, uh, you know, when, the, when this gets back uh, this the next season. Forget about just what what they're doing this year. By, and by the way, there's no set date, correct? In, in terms of you yeah, know, there's
1: no set date. Uh, no just kind of um, yeah. it will progress as it progresses. But if all goes well with these small groups, as I yeah. said, uh, then they'll bring the teams back to practice, and they feel that will be no earlier than July 10th. So let's just pick July 15th for the heck of mm-hmm. it, and then they'll begin three weeks of practice. And assuming there's no setbacks. And there's still a lot of work to be done Mm -hmm. here. I mean, they're going to bring 12 teams into one city and then 12 teams into another city. Uh, Those cities have not been announced yet. And then they're going to quarantine the players and they're going to have games played, uh, you know, 10 o'clock, 1 o'clock, 4 o'clock, 7 o'clock. You know, they're going to spread them out throughout the day. Uh, And I just, you know, everyone's still trying to Mm -hmm. figure out whether it can be done. You know, right. um and now what's uh what, but the testing will be significant yeah, and sure you know, I, I think the real fear and then we talked about it a little bit, um, what happens if you do get a flare up and then is that going to impact next year? I think yeah what all of these commissioners are worried about, and I think you know, we all should be like what is a second wave going to look like mm-hmm. because if you're Gary Bettman and slowly work toward a return and then there's some incredible flare up and it could be in another sport it could yeah. be in soccer it could be mm. in basketball sure um and then it gets shut down again yeah. like when are you going to start the next season. And there's yeah. all sorts of financial ramifications to that. Of
0: course. And it's not just and, and in life yeah. and in life. Absolutely. I mean, absolutely. And it's not just the isolated player here or there. How about, you know, a third of a team being affected, half a team being affected. Then there's something, there's something alarming about that, that, that all sports leagues will be, because listen, it started with the NBA and then it was a domino effect at the beginning. You know? Well, they, But we yeah. didn't
1: have testing yeah. and the testing is going to be very diligent and yes. it's going to be regular. So I don't think that we'll necessarily get, necessarily get to the point where, wow, we didn't know player A had it and therefore player B, C, D, E, F got it because we were unaware. I think there's going to be, in fact, I know there'll have to be strict testing to make sure that they know that that's a clean locker room. And if somebody sure. does test positive, you get him out of there immediately. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I think it'll be a little different than that, right. but if it's not that clean, then, you know, all bets yeah, yeah. are off.
0: And then back to the PGA, it's just really, I think a nice news that, uh, everybody was, uh, was negative. Uh, so that's a good start there. Let's turn to the NBA and, you know, what is it, June 4th last week, they, they proposed a 22 team return, uh, 16 teams and then the six teams that were six or less out uh, of a playoff spot. Uh, and the 16 teams that had a playoff spot and uh, you know possible start July July 31st, but again, that's just possible. Everybody's just putting a target out there, but no one's saying and no, there's no nothing definitive coming out of that. And then they'll they'll push next season back to December 1st. So that was just a proposal by the NBA, and it's just in discussion phase right now. But um, who knows if any of that's going to work out? And and there's a thing where. You know, I mean, in terms of body contact, Matt, I mean, the basketball is is, is uh, as tight as any of the sports, um, at least that's a, how I observe it.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, and with with less equipment, I mean, yeah. football is certainly contact, hockey is contact, yeah. but, you know, you basically are covered head to toe in hockey, in equipment, helmets, and, and visors, et cetera, so... It is a little different in basketball, without without a doubt. But all of those sports have to deal with it. And do we really know how the disease is passed? We, the, yeah. we don't really. Right. We, Transmission you know, questions? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Well, we were reading in the Times the other. Uh, I was reading in the Times the other day, and you know, researchers seem to feel that the duration that you're exposed to the coronavirus has some impact on to whether or not you get it. Uh, again how close you are to somebody but nobody really knows the transmission. You know, we know it's basically through droplets, et cetera, mm-hmm. but yeah, you know, if I'm sitting next to you and I don't have a mask and I cough, does that necess and I have it, does that necessarily mean you're going to get it? They don't seem to know. So yeah, the, these these teams uh will be petri dishes. These mm-hmm. leagues will be petri dishes for, for what happens. Those, by the way, will be the beaches (laughs) and everything else. When we, when we fully open up, we'll, we'll learn more about it. And I think we all know there will be a second wave. We just don't know how big it'll be.
0: Yeah. We'll just have to see. And then we'll go to the most imminent, I think, which is major league baseball. And they're just going back and forth. The latest is, is that the, the uh, owners are supposed to get back to the players with something more um, favorable to the players, and obviously, it's the, what they're going back and forth on is is the length of the season and just how much of a pay cut the the players have to take. And um, one would hope that they were, you know, did, they were talking. to players came back with 114 games, and then the the uh, the owners came back with uh, 76 games. And so, one would hope they would just kind of figure something out right in the middle and get it done and, and, and get moving forward with baseball. But we knew that these two owners in the players association of baseball would, would be contentious and it's probably been more contentious than it needs to be. But hopefully the, when the owners come back with something, it will be significant.
1: Well, I hope so. Uh, the players are adamant, uh, on the prorated portion of their salary being given to them based on the number of games played. So, Now the owners have to figure out a number at which they're comfortable. I know they say, oh, we can't make money, and we're losing this and that, and they're lying through their eye teeth. Mm -hmm. But uh, I'm not saying it's not a reduction in revenue. There clearly is if you have no fans and you play half the season. I'm not arguing that at all. But Mm -hmm. I don't think the the arguments and the claims of poverty uh, hold much water. Mm -hmm. And so now, really, to me, it's incumbent upon the owners to find a number of games that they feel they can play pay the players that portion of their sketch of their salary and let's get on with it because the players have made it clear if we play half the games we want half our money All right if we play three quarters of the games we want three quarters of our money yeah, so, and if you yeah. and if you want to impose a 50 game now here's where it'll be interesting uh, Rob Manfred in the agreement that they had with the Players Association back on March 26 it's written in there that the commissioner can just state, we are going to play, and here are the amount of games we're going to play. He can impose his own schedule, so to speak. Now, he would do that all on his own. It would be in consultation with the owners. So he could come back and say, fine, we're going to play. It's going to be 50 games, and that's it. Now, the players then have, have to decide, well, is it worth it to them from the risks that they would be exposed to? And that is getting this disease, would it be worth coming back to get, you know, whatever 50 games right. divided by 162 is not quite a third of their salary. Yeah, I mean, this product's getting watered takes- down, isn't it? I mean, it's, it's the well, reality of things. And that's it, right? Yeah. So now the onus is on, right now the onus is to me is all on the owners. They've not accepted the fact that the players won't budge off this prorated portion. Mm-hmm. So what, what can they play so that the players have to react and they could play a 50 game schedule and then the players yeah. have to decide, like I said, whether it's worth it. And then they wear the bad hat. They wear the black hat sure. as the bad guy. Right. Yeah. Um, right now it's the owners who are the bad guys.
0: Right. So, so decide how many games I mean, you can afford Right. I mean, it's going to, it's going to come down to that. What? Well, what if you're really taking the loss, then you'll you'll play less games.
1: If you, if you, and, and yeah. And then the players get less, but right. here's the deal. And I, I don't think, and then you mentioned it. we're in new times. We've got to learn how to live differently. I hear people arguing, oh, you can't have a 50 game season. It would be an abomination. Mm-hmm. You know, baseball's based on. Hey, stop. We have a pandemic. Hey. By the way, we've had lockouts, we've had strike shortened yeah. seasons, we've had yeah. a bunch of things that have prevented full seasons from being played. So stop with the old, oh, you know, we have to have a lot of games. You have a 50 game season, you have a 50 game season. I don't care if the Washington Nats got off to a terrible start last year, were able to overcome that and win a world championship. This right. year they can't have a bad start. Right. Don't that's, have a bad you know, start. That's the way it goes. Have a good start. And, and if, you know? Yeah. And if that means that some team that really, in all likelihood, over the long haul of a and it won't be a full season, but a a longer season might not be able to sustain their success. But because it's shortened, they are successful, and they get into the playoffs, and somehow they run their way to a world championship. Guess what? Raise the banner, you're a world champion. you get a ring anyway. If it's the Florida Marlins somehow, (laughs) somehow the Florida Marlins win, Derek Jeter can be out there next year when they raise the flag. To me, I don't think it makes a difference.
0: Right. 20. Well, Listen, there's going to be an asterisk there. You know that. But, you know, what I'll tell you, I'll ask you this. If the Mets win it all this year, you'll take it. Right. You'll take that ring. Am I right? Every fan. Every fan would take it. Sure. Of course. I mean, I'll say so, this. It's a good year to have a, a, be in a rebuilding mode. I, I'll say that. But, I mean, if you're good and, and you can win it in a, in a shortened season, then you, know, and, and you know what? You still get the ring you know you exactly. st- you still you still get a banner you still get to you know you still get the trophy so um uh so i i agree get get you know figure it out and let's play baseball and get it going Yeah, uh, I at, mean, it would be nice point. it'll be weird but it'll you be know? nice yeah well listen we got golf We got golf. We got (laughs) golf this weekend. I'm going to go check it out for sure. I'm excited that that's back. I love watching golf on TV. I really do. Always have. A lot of people don't. A lot of of people are bored with it. I love it. I love it. I'm a big golf fan, and I love it. I'm I'm thrilled that it's back, and I'm going to watch it this weekend. And you know, next week we'll talk about um, you know the difference with no galleries and such. But I don't think it's going to be. All that much, uh, it's going to affect uh, the product all that much. It will, to a certain extent, without a doubt, and that's going to be the case with all these uh, all these leagues. But we'll keep on it at More Sports Now. We'll keep on all the status of all these leagues. We'll keep that going, and we we cover New York and New Jersey sports, but we also cover national sports too. And we keep an eye on everything. Uh, we do this weekly. Check out our site. It's More Sports Now dot com and uh, all our podcasts are on there and and we're hoping Matt right that in the future we're going to have our our RU review for football season and all this stuff right is up in the air and you know hopefully we'll have a product that we're talking about and um and uh, we'll we'll see as things progress what's going to happen in the fall because then also we got you know we have football to talk about too and college football and all that too and we're gonna have to find out uh, how um how this whole pandemic is going to affect uh, fall sports as well and we will be well speaking of college
1: events let me just make a side speaking of college uh, sports i was at an event yesterday in newark where a bunch of college basketball coaches from the new jersey college scene uh were there gathered together a guy by the name of daniel marks who's a jersey guy works for the milwaukee bucks Mm -hmm. uh he got involved with something called scouting and scavenging is his um is his Instagram handle. I think Scout and Scav- uh, Scavage is his Twitter handle. But at any rate, so he came up with this idea, which other people have talked about, and he just kind of picked it up. But, you know, the toiletries that are in hotel rooms, you know, why don't we gather them and give them and distribute them to the poor, you know? Mm-hmm. So he contacted the city of Newark, which on Wednesdays has this food distribution program uh, for food to his residents. So he said, OK, well, I'll bring all of this material with me to add to the food distribution. And the city was happy to have the toiletries added. Mm-hmm. And then because of his connection with basketball, he started to reach out to basketball coaches in New Jersey to see if they would come and help pack the bags and so on and so forth, which they did. I was invited as a devil's rep and we're in the city and okay. you know, he knew me through, a, he got to know me through a mutual friend, Ian Eagle. And so there we are. I was there yesterday with Seton Hall was there Kevin Willard was not he had a previous commitment but two of his assistants were uh, Mitch Henderson of Princeton was there Carla Baruby, the women's head coach at Princeton was there Tony Bazella and his top assistant from Seton Hall Coach Bike will make it FDU Steve was there oh great uh, along with his assistants oh great Uh, FDU uh, NJIT they were all there packing bags it was a great event that is great. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway, but I was talking to one of the coaches, and I won't name him because he didn't think he was going to be quoted on the record, but he said, you know, I'm not sure we'll be able to come back. He goes, mm-hmm. We're, yeah. cause he was talking about the NHL. He goes, Your league has the money to do this necessary testing and the quarantining. spend a lot of money making sure that everybody's safe. He goes, I don't know where... College is yeah. getting that money to have that many tests on a regular basis. So, now, he didn't say it wasn't going to happen. He didn't right. say we're not going to play. Mm-hmm. But his point was, as of roughly the middle of June, I'm not sure how we can do this.
0: Sure, because, listen, so, the, the big programs won't have a problem. But what about these are plenty of smaller programs that just don't have that kind of revenue? And they're, in D, they're D1. You know, they're power, even power five conferences have don't have... You know, I mean, Rutgers certainly isn't the same, you know, as Indiana, you know, they, you know, these, you know, Maryland, Maryland, you know, gets, you know, 17,000 people, their uh, uh, fans at their, at their home games. Well, you know, if the so, Big Ten teams can't afford it, then forget it, let's be honest. Right, but your right. Point is I'm just saying there's there's a difference, though. I mean, you know, and, and, and Rutgers, uh, understandably, we're lagging in the Big Ten only because they just joined it and their facilities aren't as big. And so there's factors in revenue, without a
1: doubt, you know? But the Big Ten should have the money at the should. conference to be yeah. able to do it. Yes. But what about, you know, a team like FDU?
0: Sure. You know, have these smaller uh, you know, programs that you play at the beginning of the season. Yeah, what
1: about yeah. the MAC? You know, what mm-hmm. about the NEC?
0: Monmouth uh, University so places point. like that. Sure. Yeah. It,
1: it, it was a good point. Uh, it mm-hmm. was just something he threw out there like, hey, you know, I'm not sure. Right. Hopeful, but we'll see. Yes. So I think that probably sums up how we all feel about it. No Hopeful, qu- but we'll see.
0: No question. And that'll do it for this week's show. Again, check us out on moresportsnow.com. Steve Titchener here with Matt Laughlin, and we'll catch you all next week with plenty more sports talk. Bye-bye.